listeners love Adam Crowley. Just between you and me, I believe you're fat, ugly, dumb, and gutless. Just personal opinion. The Adam Crowley Show. When you're done with your program, we can discuss this out in the parking lot. I mean, you're, you're a tough guy. On ESPN Pittsburgh. get to Terrell Edmonds, who spoke with Dale Lolly just a few moments ago, in a few moments. His first name is Fidarius Terrell Edmonds. How about that? I was a little bit concerned that the Steelers were maybe watching the Penguins game. I know Kevin Colbert is a huge Penguins fan. I was worried that he thought that it was Tremaine Edwards that they drafted because he just saw the T Edwards and said, okay, yeah, he's a great player. We need an inside linebacker. Let's get this guy. But now, I think if he were only to have seen the first initial, it would have been an F instead of a T. And now I just realize it was a bad pick. I'm kidding. I actually think that it's better than most Steelers fans do. I think he'll fit into the framework of the defense. I think it gives them uh, a little bit of flexibility on the back end that they hadn't had with William Gay there, unfortunately. And and William was a good player for a long time, not last year, though. So I'm going to give Kevin Colbert the benefit of the doubt. A lot of people aren't. The other thing that struck me as odd in the NFL draft yesterday, and maybe not so much as odd as fascinating, was the Baltimore Ravens at 32 taking Lamar Jackson. Oh, baby, is that going to be a pain in the Steelers' ass for a long time. I've been anti the Steelers drafting a quarterback for a while, but if Lamar Jackson winds up being as good as I think he can be, maybe Steelers fans are going to be kicking Kevin Colbert in the nads saying, you should have at least drafted him to keep him away from Baltimore. But, hey, no use crying over spilled milk. Terrell Edmonds hopefully will have a couple career interceptions against Lamar Jackson and all will be forgotten. As for the other division team that's worth mentioning, and let's face it, the Bengals aren't. Uh, The Browns are because they're a dumpster fire. I find it wild, and I like Baker Mayfield, that they picked Baker, and then the second pick overall wound up being, I think, the best player in the draft in Saquon Barkley, one pick after they pick. And then I think that the next best player went fifth overall. That's Bradley Chubb. Again, another pick after Cleveland. So I think the first and second best players in this draft went after both of Cleveland's first top five picks. It's wild. It's draft season, baby. And I'll be there tonight from 9 o'clock until midnight on Steelers Nation Radio and right here, of course, on ESPN Pittsburgh. Dale Lawley is there right now. He got a chance to speak one-on-one exclusively with Terrell Edmonds for Steelers Nation Radio, and it's badass. Let's take a listen. Uh, Here with, uh, pleased to be joined by, I should say, uh, Terrell Edmonds, a Steelers' first-round draft pick, and Terrell is a tired young man, uh, but an excited young man. Is uh, is this your, uh, I'm I'm assuming you played, uh, having played at Virginia Tech, you've been to Pittsburgh before. Yes, sir. Um, Played at Heinz Field my sophomore year when James Conner was there. Now he's about to be my teammate. That's going to be crazy. Um, we actually won that game. It was a dog fight the whole game, but we actually came out winning. Now, at least you won't have to tackle him. Although they do tackle. I don't know if, if, if Coach Tomlin talked to you about this. They do some hitting in, in uh, training camp, but not a lot of NFL teams do that. Yeah, he told me. He told me that we hit uh, a few days out the week. So I'm just I'm ready for it. Um, I'm ready to go out there and compete with my brothers. Now, have you had to bone up on this team? Did you, did you um, throughout the process, did you start studying some of the teams that you thought you might have a possibility to go to? 
honestly, I did not know where I was going to go. So I did not go up. I didn't have a bone up on anybody. I was just in there for the process. And wherever I went, I knew I was going to try to go in there and be that impact player that they needed. Now, uh, as we talked to you earlier, uh, you and your brother, Tremaine, the first brothers to ever be drafted in the first round of the, dra of the same draft. Uh, that's going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, that's a blessing for my family. It's a blessing for my school. And it's a blessing for my hometown. I mean, it was amazing. Uh, last night, the excitement from my family, my mom and my dad, it was over the roof. So I, I honestly can't thank um, Coach Tomlin enough for um, just giving me the opportunity. Now, you're joining a team that also has a guy who has two other brothers in the league, and T.J. Watt. He was their first-round pick last year, and he and his brother J.J., of course, were, all, were both first-round picks. So which family has the, has the leg up on that? Honestly, <laughs> I, I do not know because, um, of course, you know that they already have their name in the league, so we're coming in now just trying to, trying to do our thing now. But, you know, um, all love here, so we're just going to go out here and uh, just play Edmonds football too. Now, there was uh, watched some tape on you and stuff last year. I watched some of the Virginia Tech games. And I, I remember at one point uh, your coach saying that you were the best player on that defense. Um, it, you guys had a really good defense. I mean, and there yes, were a lot yeah. of players on the defense, but he singled you out as that guy. Um, did you feel like you were the leader of that defense? I would definitely say I was one of the leaders. I wouldn't say I was the, the alpha dog or the best player because we had a lot of good guys, as you can see. Um, we had my brother, we had a couple of more guys that, that really played a big part into the defense. But um, I was definitely a leader. I was a leader in the back end. I made all the calls in the back end. I had to get everybody in positions, uh, uh, do all the checks and everything. But overall, uh, I'm just glad Coach made that statement for me just because uh, it showed off my leadership capabilities. Uh, not saying that I'm the best player or anything, but just showing that I was a leader on the field. Now, one of the things that they talked about last night after they drafted you was the mental acumen which, with which you play the game. They said you would often change positions within a, the, the context of a play. Where yes, you, yes. Maybe you'd start out at strong safety and, and, and you'd have to switch to free or, or, or whatever, drop down into the box. Where do you get that from? Is that just being a student of the game? Uh, yes, sir. And also our defense was very complex. So with Coach Foster, we had to do a whole lot of different things. Sometimes I'm in the box. Sometimes I'm one-on-one -on -one with the slot with no help over top. Sometimes I'm just playing deep. And um, I was also like the utility player. So if a corner went down, he'll bring in another safety, and then I'll go to corner. So I did that some in the Clemson game. And then in the West Virginia game, I played both safety positions equally. So I was going back and forth. You just have to make the calls from the rover position or strong safety position then. So it's just going back and forth, just knowing what everybody's doing and then just being familiar with the game. Do you have a preference? Of, I mean, would you prefer to play? Just, hey, put me in one position. Let Give me one spot, and I'll be a star there. Honestly, it's wherever the team needs me. That's that's my same mentality I had at Virginia Tech. Wherever you needed me to go, um, I wasn't I wasn't gonna be upset about. It. I was just gonna go out there and give you 100%. So I was gonna give you everything I had every play. So that's all you can ask for. Now you also dropped out and played some linebacker too, right? Yes, sir. It was like a a nickel linebacker. You could say I came in in the box, just setting the edge and filling that B gap. So just. That was another thing that I had to do for our defense. How tough was that last year, doing those kind of things with the shoulder injury? Um, I, I never went into the game thinking about my shoulder because if I was thinking about my shoulder, I would have just kind—I of, would have probably missed a whole lot more tackles just from trying to 
uh, alter my tackling skills. But um, I never really thought about my shoulder when I was playing. Of course, I knew I had the brace on because it was uncomfortable. But at the same time, I never went into a game like, I'm, oh, I got a bad shoulder. I can't, I can't hit anymore. Did you feel like that, that held you back at all last year? Were you not able to, to play up to your full potential last year because of that? Uh, like again, like I just now stated, um, I never really put that excuse on my on my. I never labeled myself with that excuse of my shoulder. So if I would have made that excuse, I would have never played in the beginning of the season. I didn't want to go into the season like, oh, I got a bad shoulder. It might be a bad year. So I just went out there, gave everything I got every play, and last season was a pretty good season to me. We're talking with Terrell Edmonds here on Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally and uh, Terrell. Uh, the overall level of excitement just for your family and this whole process had had to have been a lot of fun. Yes, I mean, you, you've been through it with your older brother already, um, but and, and your, of course your father knows the process as well. But it, I'm sure it was new for you and your brother, even though you had family members go through it before. What was it like to go be able to go through this with your brother? It was big, um, being able to work out with them for the combine, work out with them before pro day, and then just going on the visits and having the possibility that we might land on the same team. That's amazing. It's a big blessing for my for my family as well. Just um, having two brothers going in the first round. That's that's amazing. Um, I can't say too much on that because I'm still excited about it. It's still so <laughs> unreal. Like my brother went and then I went after him. So that was that's crazy. Your parents are going to log some serious uh, air miles this year, aren't they? I know. I know. <laughs> you know help them out the best way you can. Just get everything logged in for them and. They're going to try to make it because they're going to have to go with my older brother with the Saints and then my younger brother with the Bills, and now I'm here. So they're going to have to go all over the place. That's pretty spread out, but at least you and, and Tremaine are, are – I mean, Buffalo's only three hours from here. Yeah. If you guys want to meet up, it won't be that big of a deal. be that bad. And, and I get to play against Trey. Closer to Christmas, we play against the Saints. So I'm ready for that, and hopefully we, we line up against each other so we can see a little competition, brotherly competition, and then can talk about it on uh, – after the season or something, just juggle them. Now, you, you talked last night about uh, playing some pickup pick games as, as kids. And, yes, and, uh, how tough were those? How, I mean, you, you, you're taking three guys who are, who are NFL players and you're putting them in a little pickup game. That had to be pretty uh, hard-hitting. Definitely hard-hitting. Is uh, I believe that's what made me into the type of player that I am today because you're out there with no pads on and you're tackling to the ground. You have two or three people tackling you and you're only the ball carrier. So uh, we call it pick up and dive, but um, it's a never-ending game. You're just running back and forth, just tackling each other. But it definitely made you into a, a, a either a hard-nosed football player or it made you into somebody that don't want to play football. Now, when you guys made your college choice, did, was that a, a something that you said, hey, we all want to play at the same school, or was that, the, that just the way it came out? Honestly, that's just the way it came out. My older brother, he was there first, and then I just went up there. I got acclimated with the school, with the coaches. Everything just felt right at Virginia Tech. The, um, the school was a good school. The coaches were great. And, uh, the football atmosphere is amazing, so that was just great, and it was the best place for me. And then Tremaine just followed you there? He just followed me there. That was his decision. So just like with this uh, decision to come out, it was like, I made my decision first, and then Tremaine just decided he wanted to come out too, even though he already had the hype of his name of everything. But it was just we made our own uh, solo decisions. Now he was the youngest player in this draft, 19 years old. That that's a tough decision to make at 19. I know that is a tough decision, but um, Tremaine he's very very mature, so he made he made a good decision, and he's gonna he's gonna excel. Now you're going to be over uh, Saturday over at the uh, at Heinz Field. You'll get to go back there again. You, you said you'd already played there once. 
I imagine you, you'll you'll be getting a little more cheers this time around than you got the last time. Yes, sir. I'm ready <laughs> for it. Uh, the fans are, are are amazing. The fans are amazing. The fan base is crazy. I'm just seeing all the love that they gave me on social media sites. Um, when I was at the hotel back in Dallas, and now when I flew here, everything was amazing. So I just can't wait to see everyone's faces, all the smiles, all the hugs, all the laugh. So I'm just I'm ready for it. And that'll be over at the Fan Blitz on Saturday over at Heinz Field. Get over there and check that out if you if you have a chance. I'm sure the uh, the Steelers will have a lot of special things uh, going on over there. Jermaine Edmonds, we uh, we we thank you for coming on with us. Uh, appreciate your time and. Enjoy your time here in Pittsburgh. Uh, you, you probably need a nap, too. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. At the end there, Dale called him Jermaine. He did. He called him Jermaine. No, Dale. Terrell Edmonds. I'm going to do that a million times. I can't tell you how many times last year I called TJ Watt JJ. Uh, every week. Every single week. Anytime he made a play, JJ went through my mind. And it's going to happen to Terrell all the time. I can't believe Dale did it. He went the whole interview without doing it. Here's what I learned from that conversation. This dude loves ball, and this dude is excited to be here. And I think the Steelers last year said that they've had enough of the character guys. They've had or the, the low character guys, and, and maybe that's not a fair description, but they want more high character guys. T.J. Watt, when I talked to him in a very similar setting to what Dale just did with Terrell last year, I asked him if he was worried about leaving Wisconsin. He played in Wisconsin. He grew up in Wisconsin. His whole life was there. And he looks me dead in the eye and goes, was not worried about that at all. I was worried about a 4-3 team drafting me and me not having a great skill set there. He wants to be a pass rusher. And that's when it hit me. This guy only gives a rip about football. He only cares about the game. Juju Smith-Schuster, that guy's getting into it with the social media. He's having fun. His fame is certainly... Not something that he's uncomfortable with, but he just loves the game, has a good head on his shoulders, and I've thought has largely been humble. Cameron Sutton, really bright guy. Again, all about football. James Conner, we all know his story. High character individual. And Josh Dobbs, I mean, the guy's a damn rocket scientist. Uh, he's going to be an aerospace engineer if he didn't wind up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last year, the Steelers said, we like Le'Veon as a player. We know what Antonio Brown brings as a player. We've had some headaches with guys like Mike Mitchell. And look, all of them contributed to wins for the Steelers. Uh, Antonio and Le'Veon for sure. And you're not going to kick those guys to the curb. But they said we're done with the headache type guys. We're sick and tired of having to deal with a different story every week. It was like Young and the Restless with this football team last year. And they don't want to deal with it anymore. And now you bring in Terrell Edmonds whose name I have pasted at the top of my computer just so that I make sure that I don't say Jermaine. They bring him in, and same kind of guy. All about football. All he cares about is the game. He's got a family lineage uh, just like TJ and JJ, and it helps. It's important. I think you want guys who want to be around. Uh, for as physically gifted as some quarterbacks in this league have been, the guys who are the most successful are the players who come in and they want to watch film all the time. And I think that Terrell Edmonds, you get the sense from him there. Coming up next, it is the hottest take of the day. It is other crap, and it is the three stars of the show. We've got some audio for you as well. Oh, yes, it is the Crowley Show. Now what the hell's going on at the street corner out here? It looks like... What's the movie 
Tom, you can help me out with this. I got it, actually. It looks like if Homeward Bound, instead of casting animals, they casted people, that would be who was in the movie. And they are yelling at each other and screaming across the East Carson Street, and one dude's drinking from a flask. They've been here the whole show! Uh, what are you doing with your lives? Bunch of street bums out here! That guy looks like John Jaso if John Jaso was not athletic. That is who that guy looks like. You know, I painted a pretty damn good picture there. You all know who he looks like. Another beatboxing and shadow boxing and... I'm scared to walk out of here. If you do wind up on East Carson Street, just come right into the Carson City Saloon. I don't think any of these people are allowed in domiciles. I don't think they're allowed indoors. In fact, that guy looks like he hasn't showered in weeks. Anyway, it's time for the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. Day, day, day. And they keep talking to women as they walk by, too. They're not going to talk to you. You look like Oscar the Grouch. Yesterday, when Ryan Shazier walked onto the stage, I had tears in my eyes. I don't think that I'm alone in that. When Ryan Shazier got hurt, I was sick. I was nauseous. I didn't quite register what had happened at first, and then Brian pointed it out to me. Oh my God, he hasn't moved his legs. And as they're carting him off the field, I couldn't help but feel awful for him and his family and his fiance. So to see that last night, that he's made this much progress since then, was uplifting. It's something I thought about the rest of the season. Is he ever going to walk again? Uh, football was the farthest thing from my mind, as it was for a lot of people. He's an inspiration, and he's always got a smile on his face publicly, and he's always working his tail off. I admire the you-know-what out of him. But as much as he inspired me last night, though, he served as a cruel reminder of what life can bring and what football can bring. This sport we all love so much can be so unforgiving. And I hope that seeing Ryan up there can give you perspective. It did me. These guys shouldn't be viewed as modern-day gladiators who are on the field for our entertainment purposes only. He has a life to live. He's got bills to pay. He's got family members that I'm sure he's looking after. These are human beings first. Remember that. Show some empathy. When a dude gets suspended for pot, don't excoriate him. You smoke pot. You've made mistakes. When a dude makes a mistake, criticize him if you want. That's my job. But maybe hold back just a bit. When a guy gets hurt, don't call him fragile. Don't say he's injury prone. Don't call him soft. They're people first. Don't put your fandom first. Because anybody on the field can be the next Ryan Shazier. These guys are more than just commodities. They're human beings. Really, it's about life, too. It made me feel just how fragile life can be. And I have a severe anxiety disorder, and I do that a lot anyhow, but this guy is on top of the world. He's got a beautiful fiance. He's making millions of dollars. Steelers picking up his option, and he's playing the best football of his life flying around, and he thinks he is going to be one of the reasons why the Steelers win the Super Bowl. He was that good. They were that good. And... For his life to have been at the pinnacle and then for the avalanche to happen so quickly is astonishing. And I think it teaches us a lesson that, you know, come hell or high water, you don't know if you're going to be there the next day. Boy, this got dark quick. Uh, we got we to gotta lighten it up a little bit. How about other crap?
Other crap. The TNT Studio Show with Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley is without a doubt the best studio show on all of sports television. And Shaquille O'Neal can't do math. Let's take Because I told him I didn't want to get a certain vehicle because of the amount of gas I would have to spend. Yeah. It cost like $80 to, to fill, it, to up. fill it, up. it up. And he right. said, then you said, when it gets to half, then you put $20, you bring it back to full. Yeah. But if I keep doing, I would have to stop my offer and still no, spend eighty. No, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Why? You're complaining about when it gets to zero, you spend eighty, right? When it gets to half, you put twenty. Then when it get back to half, you put twenty. Yeah, but, but I keep stopping putting twenty in, and it'll be cool. eighty, Kenny. the same amount of gas. Kenny. Yeah. Kenny. I'm driving the Kenny. same amount of gas. The average human stops once a week for gas, right? With you, you only work here twice. You would probably have to stop maybe maybe once every two weeks. <laughs> Don't even try. <laughs> this is all. This is bordering on. more than me. This well, is I'm bordering on what's closer, the West Coast or the Moon. So if if this wait, is bordering this, on that. You're, so, you're, you're, you're telling me that I would I wouldn't have to if I only if I didn't let my gas get down I wouldn't have to fill it up as much. No, I'm saying you're complaining about the eighty dollars. That's what the conversation right. about. You you. But four what? times twenty is eighty because I'm gonna stop four times. <laughs> no, you're not gonna stop four times. No, you're not gonna stop four times. Not in one week, you're not. <laughs> anyway, it, Kenny, oh, the West Coast is closer than the moon. If you let it get to zero, right? Monday through Friday, right? Then you got to pay 80 to fill it back up. Right. Okay, but if you let it get to half by Wednesday, then you pay 20. No, back by, it won't full. get to half by. If, right, but if Wednesday it's going to be 40, and then on Friday it'll be 40. Not 40, again. 20. Yeah. It's going to be 20. No. <laughs> it's going to be 20. Not half. Half of 80 is 40. But no, listen to what I'm saying. I, I did. I am. Okay. So if I every day, if I did, if I did, no, you, you ain't gonna have day. to put gas in every day. Don't play me right now. No way. Don't, <laughs> don't play me right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I really want to know because Ernie, I want to get this car, but no, I really listen. want to save gas money. You're so complaining. Tell me. Listen. I want to know how I'm gonna save gas money. You're complaining about the eighty dollars. Yes. Right. So <laughs> I'm at zero. Okay. 80. So at zero is eighty. No question. So, right, at full, it's 80, right? Yes. So if it gets to half, that'll be 40, right? No question so about it. So if you it. put 20 in, then you bring it back up to three quarters. <laughs> right? No, if I put 20 in, it'll get to one quarter. Jeez, yeah. But it'll be three quarters. It'll be three quarters full. Three quarters empty. No, three quarters full. But who's on first? <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but who's on first? Nobody travels more than me. Woo! Other crap. Actually, nobody travels more than LeBron James. Woo! Other crap. Shaq's so bad at math, they're going to reinstitute the one and done. Woo! Other crap. My mother-in-law does that all the time, as does my wife. They just stop off for like five bucks a gas, ten bucks a gas, and I love them both to death. But it makes me want to throw myself in front of a Shaquille O'Neal dunk. Woo! Other crap. Josh Rosen says he was pissed to fall to the Cardinals at number 10. He knows Todd Haley isn't there anymore, right? Woo! Other crap. He said there were nine mistakes before him. Isn't that Antonio Cromartie's reality show, Nine Mistakes? Woo! Other crap. I'm sorry, that's 11 mistakes. My bad there. Woo! Other crap. Martavis Bryant is going to wind up going to Las Vegas if he signs a contract extension. 
What could go wrong? Woo! Other crap. Lamar Jackson said he ran a 4-3-4-40 with turf toe. Man, that guy's going to be a great wide receiver. Woo! Other crap. An elite wide receiver. Woo! Other crap. It's been 424 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show, which are brought to you today by Helium. First star. The third star of tonight's show. Oh, damn it, I did it wrong. Adam Crowley. We've got to stop this. i got to put an end to it right now. I'm doing it. I'm saying stop. Can we not point out every time Murray gives up one on the glove side? So many tweets talking about his glove last night, including our best friend, Richie Walsh. It's not even funny. Who said both goals. Both of them. Glove hand. Give me an effing break. If Murray's glove was as weak as people think it is, they wouldn't have won the cup twice with him. Second star. Tonight's second star of the show, the Gravedigger, Will Graves. I mean, this is, this is their move. They do not have the chops to to deliver. They just don't. And and the Penguins do. It, it, and it, it's just sort of Fabio Biasi. I mean, like, if you... If you're into sadism, it's kind of a hell of a series to watch. <laughs> it is it is torture. I mean, like half Twitter is Steelers Twitter when they play the Patriots. First star. And tonight's first star of the show, Chicago Cubs broadcaster Harry Carey. Can't lose driven. Can't lose driven. That was on my wrist thing, dripping with eyes. What do you think of this? I'd prefer if she sang it. Hey, I like to call her cardio, because she gets my heart pumping. You want to take it for me? How about Carrie B? That's not bad. Hey! Oh, jeez. Cubs tied with the Brewers here, 2-2. I thought it was going to be a little provincial treatment there for Tom giving Harry the first star of the show, but uh, upon listening back to it, that is fabulous. And I missed the cardio jo- joke the first time. Cardio. Like, exercise. Like, calisthenics. Coming up next, I'm fired up. It's our NFL draft coverage, and I don't say this because I'm going to be involved later, but if you're a Steelers fan and you want a little Steelers twist on the coverage with people who also know what they're talking about, this is where to go. It's Mike Pursuit. It's Jerry Dulac. It is Bill Hillgrove. Can't wait to listen to it on my drive over to the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Then I'm on from 9 until midnight. You can all turn it off then. Talk to you Monday. Unless it's 9. It's ESPN Pittsburgh.